Welcome to the Creators on Comics podcast. This podcast is a conversation between two creators, dissecting the craft and technique that goes into creating comics. This episode is a continuation of the discussion we began last week on the horror comics by Dauntless Stories, The Price, and Eat My Flesh, Drink My Blood. Last week, we heard from the writers of those books, Brent Harshman and Frankie White. This week, I invited the artists, Kevin Castanero and Adam Markowitz, to have a conversation about those same books. Hello, my, my name is Kevin Castanero, and I'm here to talk about The Price uh, from Dauntless Stories. I was the artist on the book, and uh, Brent Harshman uh, wrote it, and Fabi Marquez uh, colored it. My name is Adam Markowitz. I'm the artist and letterer on Eat My Flesh, Drink My Blood uh, with writer Frankie White, colorist AHD, also from Dauntless Comics. All right. So, Kevin, how did Brent find you? If I remember correctly, I was doing Grit from Scout Comics with Brian Wickman. And I believe Brian Wickman and Brent Harshman are friends. Uh, so he shot me a message on Twitter, I believe, or was just like, Hey, I'm a friend of Brian's. And I was wondering if you'd be interested in working on a book. Uh, are you free? And I typically like to take on a few projects at a time. So I was like, sure. Like, what, what are you, what do you think about working on? And he said a horror Western. And I was like, I'm in hundred percent. That's all you got to say. But how about yourself? How did you end up working on eat my flesh, drink my blood? Well, I, I did a book with Frankie a few years ago called Broken Bear. And we were going to work on a sequel and there were sort of some issues with that. And I think he had been, he, this is something he had been work like kind of thinking of for a while. And he, he may have been even talking to other artists, but eventually came to me and said what the basic idea was. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I was like, okay, sounds good to me. So, uh, you know, it was, it was the idea of doing a, a comic as a movie or a movie as a comic. Yeah. that sort of thing, mixing the two uh, mediums in a, in a way. So, yeah, I definitely, uh, I mean, again, I draw comics, but I feel like an idiot because I feel like I rarely read them. Anything newer, basically, I like collecting just old stuff and just finding weird stuff. So this one was definitely a cool read because, again, I haven't read anything new. Like, I think the last thing that new that I read was like the Silver Surfer Black by Trad Moore. Yeah, um, I don't read a lot of new stuff either. So. Yeah. So again, this was kind of uh, cool, but no, again, I definitely got that vibe where it was like, it's like a movie. Cause I could see that like a trailer for this in my head. And I think, especially the way that you uh, draw and color it. But so speaking on that front, did you have any like film uh, kind of influences when it came to the book? Uh, yeah. Cause I, I myself am a horror nut. Mm. So the, the, when, we first started sort of developing it and I was getting sort of a feel of what I wanted to do with it. I, I said to Frankie, like, this is going to be midsummer by way of Lucio Fulci. Okay. So those are sort of the two, the, the kind of classy arty horror and then the like colorful, cheap, almost, you know, sort of cheap looking horror. Yeah. Just in but, kinda... but, you know, we wanted to do kind of grindhouse stuff. So. Yeah, I definitely get those vibes. I see that. <laughs> yeah. That's did cool. you, I mean, did you have anything like that? So before I believe Brent had maybe sent me the script and I pretty much kind of like glanced over it. Cause I usually like to like read it 
kind of let it, you know, sit with it and then read it again, uh, figure out like my panels and then read it again and then thumbnail. But like my first pass, I was just like, oh, I'm just going to buy Ravenous on Amazon and just watch that nonstop uh, because that movie's great. And I feel like it's pretty underrated. That was like my biggest influence uh, with Guy Pierce. I believe it's from like 1999. Just an insane, cool, like yeah, dark. That's, that's one I keep meaning to check out. Yeah, it's, it, it's great too because it's like anytime I tell anybody about it, I'm like just don't watch the trailer because the trailer's horrible and like it does not do a good job at selling that movie and it makes it seem like it's completely different than it is um but it's it's such a fun watch and again like had that kind of obviously like western uh style to it but at the same time this like you know madness developing within that that story which i was like oh this is just like perfect and like again the whole tone of that movie not necessarily kind of like the black humor but definitely just like the, the the growing madness and the characters not trusting each other and all that sort of stuff. I would almost, I mean, I don't know if this is, you know, if, if it was in there, but I would also say there's a little bit of like hateful eight in there. Yeah. I did not care for that movie. Oh. <laughs> um, but at the same time, yeah. Like I definitely understand where it's like, I don't know. Like, I mean, I still remember, you know, late at night staying up and then uh, seeing uh, once upon a time in the West and oh. then, telling my dad being like oh my god have you heard of this movie he's like yeah of course i have <laughs> uh but like i mean i think when it comes to those just in general like i mean like the hateful eight and stuff like that just the the period correct like just that gritty uh like sweaty just oh this is such a shitty circumstance i always try to i feel like especially when you're in western stuff it's like you got to inject that because i mean that's one thing is I didn't didn't have qualms with it was the I mean the look of that movie Hateful Eight was was fantastic for sure. But yeah, I was gonna ask you about your your because you colored this as well, right? No, uh, AHD did. Oh, okay, okay. I just really loved the colors as well. Like, I mean, everything. I mean, your line work is just super super clean, which is great. Was this all digital? Yes. Okay. Do you work digitally? Uh, I'm just starting to basically the price was not digital. Uh, I think I just did like fixes here and there digitally, but for the most part, uh, yeah, it was all traditionally, um, wow. which was fun because I'm, I'm assuming this is going to be different than you, but uh, so the size that Brent wanted me to work at was literally like, I think like half the size that I normally work at, which is just 11 by 17. So I was working like much smaller. So it was kind of cool. Cause I could just be like, I can kind of skimp on details in certain areas because again, it's so small. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you guys are working at like a magazine size. Right? Yeah, which it, it it doesn't really feel like you're working bigger when it's digital. That's yeah, I can see that. So it never. I, I, I'm so weird that if I you know, and I guess this might make sense, but if I was doing this traditionally, I would have thought, oh my god, this is huge. How am I going to get these <laughs> yeah. pages done? And it's the same amount of work, really. But I, I digitally, it doesn't psychologically you don't get that so i think what made another thing that may have made it easier was just the fact there's three panels every page same layout yeah which is oh it's cool i mean i feel like uh keeping it landscape uh as far as your panels go that that just really works for it especially like you're saying keeping it cinematic which is so cool i mean again i had a really good time reading it and um he sent it to me through twitter so i just read it on my ipad which was just nice because it was kind of this seamless scrolling experience which is pretty cool but um what about music what do you like to listen to while you work uh well i will try to pick stuff that i think fits with this one it was a lot of john carpenter 
Okay. Um, some other various horror soundtracks, but honestly, most of the time I just end up falling back and listening to metal. Well, hell yes. <laughs> so, so of course, um, you know, I, it, 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 that's just like an all around mood music for me. So yeah, uh, pretty much every book I work on, there's, there's metal playing somewhere. So yeah. Uh, what what about you? You pick like some classic Ennio Morricone or no? Uh, just the sounds of horse's name. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, no, I think with this one it was mainly uh, so. Have you heard the band Earth? No, but, I don't uh, think so. Speaking of like metal and stuff like that, I remember friends of mine because again in high school we were all into metal and stuff like that, and they're like, "Dude, you got to check out Earth. You'll really like it." And I'm like, "Okay." Uh, ended up buying an album which was i believe my first one was the bees made honey in the lion's skull but the other one that's really cool is uh hex or printing in the infernal method and it's basically just like western music um that i'm pretty sure just a bunch of metal dudes they play like doom metal but then they just made the side project when <laughs> western music so it was really cool it, it that really helped me um i think it, when i post a lot of stories for the price i would use their music on the posts but um that means mainly that for the most part but again like if i'm doing other stuff it's just a lot of like metal or sometimes i'll listen to podcasts i'm starting to get into those more but yeah i'll do i'll i'll break it up here and there with a podcast but i i i tend to concentrate better with music so gotcha and then you lettered this as well right yeah what do you uh, wait what do you letter like what program do you use i was using photoshop which i hate okay Okay. I, I can't, I can't stand Photoshop. Gotcha. Uh, and I got, I just recently got affinity designer, which works a lot like um, Adobe illustrator, but there's no monthly fee for it. So it, that's what I'm going to be using from now on. But I actually, this is the first book I've done where I hand drew the word balloons. Oh, okay. Um, so you basically drew those scanned them in or were they on no they were I, I i it was all you know because it's all in layers Digital. so yeah. Uh, yeah i'd have the because i i'll do the i'll do temporary lettering you know just just to get an idea of placement and actually that helps because frankie will then look over the because i'll show him the pencils when i've done and he'll look over the lettering and say oh we can remove this or you can change this to this and so it's a, a nice little editing step for him uh gotcha but he actually was looking at how i was drawing the the balloons which was just this rough circle to give get an idea and he said can you kind of do that uh for the finished book and then ahg the colorist he i was originally going to do regular balloon pointers and i had in the rough version just drawn lines and ahg said you should just keep that too like the the, the yeah. thin line going i i like the, the look of it because it almost uh gives me kind of like uh reminds me of like southern bastards where there's no real holding line on the actual like bubble itself and everything. Yeah. Yeah. But, that's something uh, I've done. I've done with other stuff I've lettered. Gotcha. No, I, I mean, I dig it. And yeah, I've, I've never, well, I mean, I did in like college letter my own stuff, but it was all traditionally. So uh, I've been interested in doing something uh, digitally. Cause again, wanting to dabble on the side with making my own books. Um, that's good to know though. Um, to not use Photoshop because I stopped paying for it. So, or I think my software was like out of date. It was from like 2009 and they're yeah. like, on your new computer, you can't use this. And I was like, great. Thanks. Thanks guys. I actually, my first ever job in comics was hand lettering a book. Oh really? Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> Did you use an Ames lettering guide? Oh yeah. 
Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Names letter. He had to. What else was I going to do? But I, it was, it was awful though because I got the artwork finished. So I had to do the, the lettering on like tracing paper and then scan it in and then put it over the finished artwork. It was just a real hassle. Oh yeah. That sounds like a pain. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's always kind of interested me, but yeah, I hand lettering to me, just like you're saying, just such a pain. And especially like on the original artwork and having to do like paste ups, basically, yeah. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I'm glad that I learned how, but I, I would never, I mean, Frankie actually pitched me doing hand lettering for eat my flesh. And I thought about it for like a minute, started to kind of try it and then said to him, you're, you're making me want to kill myself. So yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't go far. I, I, I enjoy digital lettering because it's, it's just graphic design. It's, yeah. It's pretty simple. So it's, I don't know. But, no, which is, which is nice too. Cause I mean, like, I mean, just looking through the book, there's never a moment where I'm like, you know, that looks out of place. Like everything just looks really nice and just fits well. But you were saying, uh, so like when you thumbnail, you actually throw your bubbles in there as well, just to figure out placement and like panels and stuff. Well, I do that as I'm penciling. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So I, I'll, cause I want to make sure I'm not drawing too much if there's going to be a lot of dialogue in a, in a panel. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I do that when I thumbnail. And then sometimes I'm like, whoa, I made that balloon way too big. Better that than you you underestimated. Yeah, that's true. So Brent did the lettering on this, right? On the price? Uh, yes, he did. Um, he is a man of many talents. I had no idea he could letter. Well, I had no idea he was going to do that. <laughs> it was funny because basically, I mean, we'd, we'd, you know, chatted and everything. And, you know, he's like, here's the script. And I was like, all right. Uh, I don't don't remember if i showed him my thumbnails or not i'm pretty sure at least i sent them to him i don't know if he like specifically asked though to go over him um but he was like cool like everything looks good so basically was just working on the book and then once i got it done i sent it his way and then just didn't really follow up because i was like doing other stuff and basically forgot but uh yeah and then he was just like yeah so like the book's getting colored and it, you know it's getting lettered and everything and i was like oh like who's doing everything and then i was like oh he's lettering and then uh Fabi's doing wonderful colors in the book but I was like oh shit I didn't realize you were gonna actually letter it as well um so yeah again like you said a man of of many talents for sure as far as scripts go how uh was was, was the script for uh this book pretty loose for you or like I mean pretty detailed as far as panel goes it, it was go? detailed in the it, it gave enough information I mean Frankie's pretty good at conveying simply what he, he wants in there. So it wasn't real, real complicated or anything. Uh, I've mostly worked with writers who do fairly loose scripting, not, not, I mean, they'll do panel breakdowns. They'll do, you know, all the dialogue and all that, but not like, I, I've never had to work with an Alan Moore type who writes three pages for one panel description. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, is there like, just kind of like looking at like the first page, there's like, a, I think it's like the third panel where it's kind of this like, you know, bird's eye view, kind of like the church as they're going in. Was that written or was that pretty much just like, a, oh, they approach the church and they're I, opening the door? I think I picked the angle. He's okay. specific about an angle if he needs sort of something to happen in a certain way or 
he's trying to convey something, but most of the time it's really just, this is what he describes the action of the panel and the, the framing, the uh, perspective of it. That's left up to me. Gotcha. And do you prefer to work like that? Like, do you, do you prefer just the kind of more loose where you're in control or do you like the Alan Moore? Oh no, I like having some <laughs> say in what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've read, I've read some of Brent's scripts, so I know he's kind of similar. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I've only had like maybe one or two people that I've worked with where it's maybe a little bit tighter as far as the scripting goes. But even then, I feel like most writers I've been fortunate enough to work with are always very flexible when it comes to that stuff. They're like, if you think something doesn't work well, uh, go ahead and, you know, change it, which I think is always really nice of people to do. (laughs) Yeah. But um, other than that, as far as colors or back to colors, I should say. How is it working with HG? It's uh, it's great. He um, he did kind of a I don't want to say last minute, but he he came in at the end. He had been working on uh, something else that there there's sort of a the scheduling of it got mis- mixed up or something. So he came mm-hmm. on a little later than we had wanted him to, and and he did Broken Bear with us, and he was oh, okay, that was another last minute job, and. I've been, I've luckily worked with a lot of good colorists, but he's, he's the one I've always said, like, if I get to have a say in who's coloring my work, it's him. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and, and cause both times we've done something like this, he's come in fairly late and done incredible work. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like the, uh, I mean, just complete shift. I feel like it's a little bit gradual as far as like, you know, when they're in their apartment talking and then when they go cut to like the church was just the blood red carpet. And then that shift into just kind of the, yeah, that, that carpet, that, that, that carpet was, I, I don't know why that specifically, but the, cause I didn't draw it thinking it was going to be a carpet. I drew it thinking it was going to be like a tiled floor or something. And he yeah, sends sure. us, he sends me and Frankie the page with this blood red, you know, and we're, and we're both just like, that's, I don't care if it doesn't fit with what I drew. It's perfect. Yeah. Had you worked with Fabi before? No, first time. Um, and again, I, I just kind of let Brent, uh, you know, figure that stuff out. Because, I mean, again, I, I still feel like I'm really new to this stuff. So, I mean, for the most part, I don't want to be like a jerk and just be like, well, no, or like, you got to do these things. I'm just like, dude, just, you know, that's how I am as a person too. I'm just like, just let it ride and we'll see what comes out the other end. Yeah. Um, but no, it was cool. Uh, she, I think, had posted uh, like a little update on some pages that she was working on. And I was just like, thank you so much. And she's like, no, I'm just like stoked. And then we were both just basically talking about how stoked we were to work with each other. Yeah, so no, I uh, hadn't worked together, um, but it was a good first experience for the most part. Like, again, I mean, I kind of just sent off the artwork and then kind of watched her do her thing, which, I mean, I tend to not sit there and give a bunch of notes because I'm not very good at coloring. Like, I'm still trying to learn that stuff. So I don't feel like it's my place to be like, I think you should change this here. And I'm like, whatever, you know better than I do. That's literally your job. So that's I'm not gonna... exactly my attitude because I'm not great with color either. Yeah. And, and Frankie would actually have more notes on the color most of the time than I would. I, it, to me, it was really just like this for continuity, this needs to be like this or something like that. But yeah, same thing here. Cause it's like, I know 
I don't know. I try and keep all those little details in order and everything. Like you're saying the continuity stuff, but other than that, I was just like, yeah, have at it. Just play around with it. And cause I mean, it's crazy to me that you can really just set so much of a mood and a tone with that. I mean, it makes sense because of the colors obviously, but just seeing different people approach different uh, or the same page, you know what I mean? It's so cool. Cause again, it's, it's so different from everybody. Everybody has a different interpretation. Are you going to eventually color more and start doing you know your you know, your own stuff or i've actually done some published color work i did uh, the okay. first book i did the great divide i did i colored all the covers on and i also colored the cover for broken bear okay um i do some color here and there i don't mind doing it and i've gotten better but i don't i, I would never do a full book interiors color that's uh, yeah. just like a nightmare to me yeah that's like, like hand that's... lettering that's not going to happen yeah, I feel like that's very intimidating. You're like yeah. a cover, like I got this, but you know, 22 pages, uh, no, thank you. Yeah, yeah there are people same. who are going to enjoy it more than me and, and be better at it than I will, so let them do it. Yeah, exactly, and I think I think of it more like I don't want to just like be experimenting. <laughs> I'd rather, yeah, like you're saying, have someone that knows what they're doing. So did it say in the script, or did Brent tell you what the hell's going on in the ending? So the ending for the most part like i think it was cool because so i mean obviously brent sent me the script and pretty much like what is drawn visually is like exactly what it said in the script i think maybe i changed like one or two things um and it's funny because reading the pdf some of the dialogue had changed so i was like oh okay that changed a little bit but um as far as you know the ending went i mean everything was there and it was funny because I think, again, how I said I like to do multiple passes uh, in reading it, I kind of was just like, oh, yeah, like, you know, old Luke, you know, he, he obviously is some sort of uh, demon or something like that. But it was hilarious because I told my good friend who I often do about the books that I'm working on because we always play video games together. And I was like, oh, yeah, like I'm working on this book. Uh, it's like a Western, like a horror thing. It's like two guys stuck on a cabin. And basically like a mysterious stranger shows up and he's like, oh, it's the devil. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's the book. There you go. <laughs> you nailed it. So I just didn't really question it any further than that. And I was like, yeah, that's what I like. That's like my interpretation is it's like it's like full on like the devil rather than a malevolent spirit or something like that. I was just like, I think it's it's cooler that way. But what about you as far as the ending goes? Uh, well, I mean, Frankie actually was showing me the he was writing the script as we were starting work on it. Mm -hmm. I think as we were getting the pages ready for crowd, the crowdfunding thing, we, we, uh, I'm getting a little muddled on the timeline, but he, he was, he wasn't, he was still sort of working out the story. And, and so I knew kind of what his intention was and the idea that um, by, by eating John's heart, Lisa was absorbing him. Yeah. So there's, you know, the idea that it's, it really is him talking to her at, uh, like in her head, I guess at the end, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm, I didn't think a lot of it was super ambiguous. I know he didn't over, he wanted to not over explain. He didn't want that scene where, you know, it's just five pages of somebody saying, and then we did this and then this happened. And then, you know, there's a, like a one panel where the, the priest kind of lays it out and that's, yeah like all he wanted to really do so which i like though because it's not necessarily that it's like an ambiguous 
ending but i think it leaves it open which is cool because like in my mind i was like okay yeah like like he's a part of her now they can communicate and i was like were those creepy old people just doing that the whole time with like all these other fucking souls that they've consumed i'm assuming it just it it basically for me raised questions uh, more so about like the churchgoers which i was like that's cool i always like when you're like i want to go back and read maybe see if there's other little hints to this kind of stuff yeah Um, we've talked about a sequel too it would be very different it's in the future and she's a a future cop (laughs) yeah she's a kick puncher yeah it's double cop uh kick puncher (laughs) too um as far as you know like obviously the horror genre uh you're a fan it seems like are there any other genres that like you'd want to work in for future projects actually i'd really like to do a western i mean you mentioned once upon a time in the west i I just rewatched that recently i love that movie i consider good the bad and the ugly my favorite of all time i i would love to do like a good traditional spaghetti western comic yeah i'd like to see that i mean again it was cool just checking out your work uh with this book so i mean yeah if you don't drastically change up your style. Uh, <laughs> I would love to see you do a Western. That'd be awesome. What, what I mean, what would you like to do? It seems like you've got a style that could fit a lot of different. There's uh, a current book that I'm doing that's kind of like futuristic LA, which is great because, again, I was just kind of told to just run with it. So I'm like, cool. This is my futuristic LA, which is just very, very dirty and horrible. Um, oh my god that's got that that's gonna look amazing yeah so no it's like it's it's super fun um so i mean i always like doing that stuff where i like futuristic stuff and i i like uh that kind of stuff but i think one thing that i've had like an itch for and i've like worked on little projects for myself uh i just want to do like a thundar the barbarian just comic <laughs> um not necessarily about thundar but just like a straight up like barbarian not like crazy like high fantasy but like a just brutal just insane uh big buff dude just taking out horrible wizards basically yeah i think um, i'd like to do that too yeah yeah i, I mean i have the one that i was like working on where it's it got a character named the death executioner and it's basically him just <laughs> dropping acid that is metal yeah and uh him just basically wandering around like hell uh and then again trying to like you know, but I was like something like that, like basically I feel like, again, I'd have to write it and then talk to a writer and be like, help me write this because I'm pretty horrible at writing. But I mean, as far as genre goes, like Western is always fun. I think I would like to revisit that again. And then I don't know. I just like where I don't have to reference a lot of stuff. So it's like, just give me something where I can just make it up. Uh, as far as comic book artists that you dig, who, who, do you, who do you like? Who are some of your favorites? Well, uh, of all time, me excluded. probably going to be <laughs> myself. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Yeah, my favorite, I mean, the, I'd say of all time, the, the top for me was always Walt Simonson. Hell yeah. Um, big fan of, you know, Frank Miller, Howard Chaikin, Mike Mignola. Right on. Uh, Eric Larson was a big one for me. Gotcha. Uh, currently, not great on who's working right now yeah i'm, I'm not either <laughs> um i don't i just don't read a lot of new i read some new stuff but i mean i've been reading like old batman comics lately oh nice yeah so what what era 
uh, I was just reading the first Legends of the Dark Knight story, for, so that would have been like 89, 90, something like that. Oh, okay, right on. Oh, and before that, I was reading Spider Man 2099. I never got into that one as a kid. I remember like picking, like, I think my cousin gave me a copy of one of the issues, and I was just like, I hate this. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, 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 I couldn't tell you why, because I was like a little kid, but I was, it was, my little kid brain was just like, I can't wrap my head around there being a different Peter Parker. It's, kind of quaint now like this Mm -hmm. you know what they're trying to do is like the future you know and everybody says shock as a curse word Uh, thor is worshipped as a god like so he's left and they're thorites that are waiting for him to return so there's fun little things i mostly that one's mostly an art thing though it's rick leonardi on the art and he's really good i was gonna say more recently like uh there's um like an account on Instagram that I follow that they basically post like the turnarounds of like Marvel characters, which is always really fun. Cause you just find really obscure ones, but all of the 2099 ones I just save. Cause I'm like, these designs are so like of that era. Oh like, yeah. So nine, like the Punisher. It's just, yeah. like, this is so cheesy, <laughs> but I gotta do some fan art of this. Cause it's really cool to me now. But yeah, speaking of like the big two though. So you don't read any of their stuff like currently or. No, I, I, every once in a while I'll pick something up and I just feel lost. So yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't grab me like it did. It used to, I, I, there's stuff I've read. There's uh, I was reading a uh, money shot kind of fell off on that. Uh, gotcha. There's one called maniac of New York. I've been, I, I, I start a lot of things and then don't quite finish them. So I started that yeah. one. I hear you. What about you? No, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I feel like when I was younger, I would not necessarily follow the big two stuff, but I would follow the more so artists. I remember one time I, a, a good friend of mine, he had gone to a convention and then he brought me back some books and he brought me this like Marvel team up and it just had like, I mean, not knocking this artist at all. I don't remember who it was at all, but I was just like, this is a horrible cover. It's just Cable <laughs> and like Jubilee or Wolverine standing there. And I was like, there's nothing exciting about this. And then, you know, for the most part, I was just like, what the hell? You just you just got me this dumb comic because you think I'm dumb. Screw you. And then we were no longer friends. Um, no, no, but he got me this, you know, this comic. And I was like, oh, OK, like the cover is just very plain. And I opened it and all the interiors were Corey Walker. And it was uh, Wolverine teaming up with Jubilee. And he knew that I loved Corey Walker at the moment. And uh, yeah, it's just such a such, like a sick book and again to see i think like the mandarin is in there and cable does show up so it was cool to see him draw those characters and again i don't know where where that fell into like the timeline of like the x-men uh at the moment but i was just like i just like this art the story was like pretty cool so again i just more so follow like the artist like i told you i was uh, reading silver surfer black and that was because like trad moore is just absolutely amazing um i really really like his work because i mean it's just so unique Excuse me. Who, are, who are some other artists that you uh, you really like? I mean, obviously, I really like uh, James Heron. Uh, his work is always just really, really interesting. Oh, God, there's so many. Love Simon Bisley, uh, obviously, like Frank Frazetta and stuff like that. Mobius is a huge, yeah. huge guy for me. Um, my cat is actually named after him. <laughs> um, I mean, I love Jim Lee's, like, 90s stuff. I mean, I, I feel like I, I really just kind of dip and dive and just look into uh try to find like obscure stuff like uh, have you heard of like tony salmons or salmons no so i'd never heard of this guy and he did this book uh i believe it's called kodiak and 
it's amazing. He's got these like kind of Frank Miller vibes, um, maybe like a little bit more detailed, but I was like, oh my God, like, who is this guy? This is super cool. Um, and then I saw that he had done like some Conan like pinups and I was like, Jesus Christ, like these are amazing. So that's, I feel like for me, that's what I live for is like, I just got to find some obscure dude that did some random stuff. And that's mainly who I like. <laughs> so what about, this is a good one good or bad experiences at conventions i've done very little stuff at convent i've actually never been to a convention as a pro really i've only been as a fan and i haven't been to a convention in nine years yeah i was gonna say it's been a very long time since i've been to one and i've only been to like a couple as a pro and i I, you guys can't see me but i'm doing air quotes because i have a good friend uh jeff stokely who also draws comics um, he would basically buy a table and be like, just come sell stuff with me. And he's like, whatever you want to bring, you can sell stuff. Yeah. I mean, I feel like a lot of people haven't been to conventions in a while because of obviously everything going on. But um, when you went to conventions, what were some positive experiences? What, what did you, what did you like about them? I walked by Ken Foray outside the San Diego convention center. That was pretty cool. Amazing. Love it. Um, and the friend I was with saw Sergeant Slaughter. So we both had a good day. <laughs> Just uh, immediately on top of the world. You're like, yeah, I don't yeah. care what happens. It's like, it's like we don't need to see anything else. From <laughs> um, I, I don't, honestly, I, I don't love conventions. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of crowds or crowded places Yeah. or loud crowded places that you have to squeeze through a lot of people to get through. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, I've been to the San Diego one a couple times and both times it was like, okay, I could spend, a whole day inside here or I can go out into San Diego. Yeah. And it felt like I'd be wasting my time if I didn't spend more of it in actual San Diego. And then uh, the last few I went to were in New York, which is New York city, which is, um, you know, only a fairly quick train ride for me. And, and at the time uh, my brother and my sister were both living there. So it's kind of like, well, I'll pop into the convention and a couple friends I had that would be there, say hi to them and, and then go hang out with, one or both of my siblings so conventions were more about just kind of what i did outside of them yeah i did a couple portfolio reviews that went all right so those are good experiences i had um bob shrek gave me a really good portfolio review like right when i needed something like that so it was that's probably the best experience i had because i i had the year before had like a really terrible one gotcha and (laughs) this was sort of like the moment i'm like okay either i start making this happen or i'm I'm giving up and going to work in an office somewhere and and to have you know somebody yeah have somebody like bob shrek who's been in the business a while and had worked with some big names saying like yeah you've got you know skill here you're you you know can make it that that's a moment i sort of look back on and like you're saying especially about like san diego it's funny because uh i mean me and my good buddy Jeff, we've gone to that one, I think since like 2006, like we would go pretty consistently. And then it wasn't until years later that we actually got to go as like pros. But yeah, it, it that's always the funner part is you just go hang out at the bars, like outside of the convention. And just yeah. you like, I one time we, we, uh, we were at, I don't remember where we were, but Simon Bisley was there just drinking. And I was like, Oh, I wish I was old enough to actually buy him a drink. God damn <laughs> um, but yeah, no, there's always just like, really random stuff going on and it's always cool because you run into people that you're like oh holy crap like i like your comics outside of the convention because they're doing the same thing they don't want to be you know swarmed by people or anything but um that's awesome i've only been to new york comic-con once and 
I was very sick. And then I basically was like, I got to go home. So I was in New York Comic Con for like five minutes. And then I went. Uh, the New York one's weird because they have the whole Javits Center and they squeeze it into this like little section of it. Yeah, get it. I was only there for five minutes. I saw yeah. like, basically a crowd of people and I was like, all right, I got to go home. <laughs> Speaking of sick, <laughs> as the the pandemic affected uh, your work, your, you know, in any way. So for anybody that doesn't know, which I'm assuming is like 99.9% of people on earth, uh, I work at a liquor store. Um, so of course a liquor store is not going to close down for, you know, the whole quarantine thing. So I've been working my day job and drawing comics this whole time. I, again, I work with one other dude. It's me and him and we pretty much run the store. Um, and he is Syrian. So, uh, he came to the States and basically helped a friend out by running this liquor store, but he hadn't seen his wife in like four years. So like during the pandemic, he's like, I'm going to go see her. Do you think you can like, you're cool with like watching the store? And I was like, yeah, we'll see. Uh, sure. Okay. Cause I was like, I don't want to like stand in the way of love. You know what I mean? But uh, no. So I did like a whole, I did a solid month where I was opening the store at seven in the morning and closing at 11 o'clock at night. Oh. So that affected drawing comics quite a bit. But yeah. other than that, like everything's been pretty like a okay. Uh, I, I just had a baby boy. Um, Congratulations. So that, thank you. Thank you. Um, so that definitely affects uh, comics and stuff like that. But honestly, like the, the, the pandemic and everything, it just hasn't, I guess, really affected me that much, which I, I feel like lucky to say, you know, it's like no one close to me has gotten horribly sick or anything, but how about yourself? Uh, similar. I don't, I don't have a comics as my day job for better or worse. Mm -hmm. So at the beginning of the pandemic, I actually didn't have any work lined up. Okay. And there was a book I had finished right before that still hasn't come out yet. Cause it was, it was a video game tie-in and the game is coming out next month, I think. Gotcha. Um, but I'm thinking when I finish it, Oh, this is, you know, it's a more high profile. I might start getting some regular stuff from it and then it didn't come out. And then the pandemic hit. And I, so I, for a good six or seven months was trying to find stuff to do. Gotcha. I was, I've been doing web comic on Patreon. So that was sort of, taking up my time but eventually work started kind of happening and and you know this is the first i've been sort of unemployed in probably about a year gotcha but there's like things sort of going on so it's hard to you know even really say that so yeah it didn't really same thing like nobody in, in my family got like really seriously sick or you know a couple yeah. got a couple people have gotten it covid but yeah we're not nothing like terrible nobody lost their jobs or any well yeah nobody lost their jobs or yeah, anything. yeah so um I, I i too have been fairly lucky with that yeah because I, I mean i've definitely had friends and stuff like that that i had a couple of buddies that they ended up getting it and luckily they were okay because it was kind of like a scary moment that one of them was like gonna come up for christmas last year and then he's like no nah, i'm staying home and he facetimed me and i was like you you just look horrible but it was really really funny because again we have very dark senses of humor and i was just like weren't you on the oscar meyer wiener mobile like a week ago and he was like yeah it pulled up in front of my work and i was like did you eat like a spoiled hot dog that's what you're sick from it's not actually corona 
you just ate a bad hot dog. He didn't think it was that funny, but I laughed pretty hard. <laughs> but uh, but no, again, like I consider myself lucky that, especially working this whole time and, and I mean dealing with the public and just, especially at a liquor store, man, you hear yeah. a lot of people's problems, and I'm like, uh, no, life's been okay for me. So again, I'm very thankful for that. And what I'm also thankful for is uh, not having to do many edits on the price. Did you have to do a bunch on uh, uh, Eat My Flesh? No, because, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I mean, like, because I mean, Frankie, like, you... Frankie is a step-by-step guy. Like, I show him the, okay. the basic roughs, then I show him the pencils. And then so he will kind of go over it and say, well, can you change this? Can the, you know?" But it's never really this, like, drastic. I think the biggest edits were ones I did myself. Okay, gotcha. Or I would redraw, I would decide later, like, I'm going to redraw this panel because I don't like how, how this turned out or yeah. whatever. And there's still a couple more I probably would have wanted to do that with. But he, he be, I think because we go step by step with it, he's, he's fairly hands-on that way. So not in a controlling way, but in a, this doesn't quite work the way it yeah, should. Yeah, he's, he's participating and yeah. giving you feedback, which that's awesome. Yeah, I did yeah. that. So I, I, it's not really, yeah, it's not like at the, I've had things where I've basically finished a page and somebody's come back and said, this needs to be changed. And that I can't stand. Yeah. You're like, I quit. <laughs> um, no, no, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. I, because again, uh, I mean, like, I feel like I try to nip that stuff in the butt when it comes to like the thumbnails, it's just like, that's my time to draw it. And really, especially working digitally, you could literally do everything in separate layers where it's like, okay, does this panel work well with this? If not, I can just do another layer and then kind of mess that stuff up and do it all over again. Yeah, especially when it comes to kind of like the finished, like you're already working on pencils or you're already inking. I, I think that's a huge pain. But at the same time, I think the digital stuff helps that. But yeah, I feel like I try and do, you know, kind of like your, your what you're saying is always take everything by a step step-by-step process luckily uh brent i think when i sent him everything he was just like it looks good so i was like thank you for trusting me and believing <laughs> yeah. in my storytelling abilities yeah that little bit i worked with him that it was a similar i, I sent him whatever he's like looks good okay yeah he's just doing that just to brush us off <laughs> stop talking to me yeah um it's funny because now that i think about it too and i feel like i'm really bad uh at doing this we're all, all thumbnail stuff. And then when I get to like the penciling stage, uh, I'm like, why did I thumbnail it this way? And then I'll just pencil it a completely different way. And I was like, well, then what was the point of me thumbnailing it in the first place? Uh, and I feel like I did that a couple of times on this book, but I feel like I'm usually, like I said, you know, I try and nip that stuff in the butt early. And I know there's times where I'll basically thumbnail something and then basically feel like I didn't nail it. And I'm like, I'll just come back to that later. And then that's when I, you know, go to the pencils and figure it out then. But yeah, I, I used to try to do really detailed thumbnails and, and eventually I decided, you know what, I'll just figure it out later. So it's just yeah. like, just to get an idea of like where the characters should be. Yeah. Just blocking everything out. And stuff. Yeah. But beyond that, it's like, I mean, I, I send, I send those to Frankie and I'm like, yeah, if you can figure out what I drew here, good, good know, on congratulations. You. Yeah. <laughs> do you really try? I mean, I think with, my flesh is a little bit different but i mean like as far as other projects go when it comes to like do you really try and mess with your paneling oh yeah yeah i okay. try to get real fancy and designy gotcha which it seems you kind of did here so yeah i mean i feel like i this wasn't the first book but i'm starting to do that more where i'm just like okay i want to mess around with this and how can i kind of uh 
do something like a little bit different especially like i i wanted to do i've i did it in another book and i feel like it didn't work as successfully so i was like i think i need to push it in this one but basically where um lyle i think he starts like hallucinating and i basically penciled uh or ruled out the actual uh, panels with a pencil and then when i inked him i just inked him by hand and very poorly because i was like it adds to like his horrible mental state i don't know if anybody actually noticed that but for me i was like this is a good call this is this is it you know, this is big brain stuff right here. Well, that's I I, I think that's what we all do. We all I was gonna do say. that stuff, and we're like, <laughs> look at look at our genius, and yeah, no one notices. <laughs> yeah, look at how I did this. You see it right here. This is amazing. And then we're like, oh, I don't know. I just I just like the guy that you drew, and I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay, <laughs> as long as he liked it, I'm happy with that. Though you know, yeah. the people dig it. That that's all I can ask for. That's the the fun of comics, though, man. I mean. It's funny because you were saying like, you know, there's stuff that you'd still change now. It's like, I'm looking at it right now and I'm, I'm looking at my thumbnails and I was like, oh, I would just, I'd change that. I would just go back to this. It's hard to know when to stop. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's always been the tough one, but you know, I, I, I eventually had to learn, like, you gotta just say that's that. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Just let it go. And I think one especially thing if me, you're working on a deadline, then you really yeah. gotta just get the work done. Just go hundred you know? percent. And then I, I mean, again, I, is one thing that took me years to realize, but it's like certain panels are like, well, I, I didn't get this just right. And it's like, no, one's going to notice that they're literally going to glance over it and get to the page where, you know, it's like a big action page or, yeah. you know, is in the price, the giant page where there's a guy with horse guts coming out of his mouth. Like that's what the people want to see. You know, <laughs> they don't really care about the little panels where they're walking down like a little path. Like they get it, you know? There, there were a couple times when I went back and changed something on a page and I showed it to Frankie and he's like, I literally have no idea what you did. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just, it's yeah, like, I, it's right there. It's so obvious. How I could added you not see a that? thumbnail on that person's thumb. You can't see it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the little details, you know, but I mean, it's funny because those are the things that like keep you up at night. Like yeah. I've definitely gone to bed and be like, okay, like tomorrow morning I'll wake up I'll get this taken care of. And then, yeah, like I show my wife and she's like, I don't, I don't know what you did. And then, you know, turns into the whole well you don't know shit about comic books um <laughs> it's funny she does it because she does not read comics and it wasn't until like we've been married we coming up on five years but it was very funny uh it was when i was working on grit that uh she's like oh like you're getting like paid soon or whatever and i was like yeah and then she's like how much and i was like this much and then she's like oh that's not that much and i was like that's per page and she's like oh and she just had no idea how any of it worked <laughs> And I was like, you're amazing. And that's why I love you. Cause again, we're, we're not opposites, but it's just funny to, to see her take on stuff. And again, why I show her my stuff. Cause usually her knee jerk reaction is like a really good uh, guide to, Oh, I need to fix this or I need to just kind of let this be. But yeah. Do you, do you do that? Do you like show anybody your stuff like in its rough state or anything, or do you kind of just I work on it until it's done and then. I'll usually show them when it's closer to done. And, and uh, I mean, part of this, I guess, is because it's digital. I can go back and change things if I need to, but yeah, I can't, I can't do it with any of my non comics friends because almost none of them read comics. And if I try to say like, you know, this part is wrong. They're like, Oh, you need more confidence. <laughs> it's like, that's not a confidence thing. This is actually yeah. wrong. Like, no, no, you just need to stop beating yourself up. Like that's not helping me. Yeah. That's, that's, that's not good advice in this situation. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I have, I have some people um, 
my sister's actually a bit of she doesn't do it professionally but she's a bit of an artist so i'll sometimes show her stuff and you know a few other i'll show frankie's stuff that we're not working on if i need sort of just eyes on it to get a sense of of, you know does this look right gotcha yeah i know i mean i feel like that's that's definitely important to have people to talk about that stuff too because I yeah, I feel like I would go crazy if I couldn't just talk about the projects that I'm working on. Yeah. And then someone just telling me, oh, you, you need to have more confidence when it comes to this stuff. I'd be like, no, what? That makes no sense. Um, but yeah, it's it I feel like uh even friends that I have that are into comic books, I show them stuff and they're like same thing when they're like, Well, I don't see what's wrong with it. And I'm like, it's glaring, it's right there. I feel like George Costanza just trying to explain to them in a manic mood. Adam, one last thing. Uh it was a pleasure talking to you, uh, first of all um loved it but yeah man uh reading your book was an absolute joy again i read it on my ipad so it was, it was nice i don't think i've ever read a comic book digitally like that so again it was this cool experience and uh while scrolling through it i literally ran out to our backyard where my wife was and i said uh all right this book's got penises in it <laughs> um so I was very stoked on that. I love when people don't shy away from that shit. So I love just the gore and I mean, the nudity and everything, man. I was like, this is just really cool. Again, uh, it seems like everybody did a fantastic job on the book. So much appreciated. And thank yeah, you for thank letting you. me read it, man. Thank you. It was great talking to you, Kevin. Uh, this book is, I also read it on my iPad. I read most comics on my iPad. I love Westerns. I love horror. I love spooky Westerns. I love good minimalist art stylistic stuff so this was all very much up my alley and you know the 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 crazy man eating a horse is pretty uh <laughs> it's it's not the same as a book full of penises but that's true you know it, <laughs> it gets close to it yeah. so yeah this was um i'm very happy to have read that i've read it i mean i've read it a couple times now i i just really right loved on. it thank you man appreciate it and our next uh, collab book will just be called Book Full of Penises. So there you go. Expect that. West, in the Western full of penises. Yes. <laughs> Fist full of penises. There yeah. This go. town ain't big enough for all these penises. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Kevin and Adam for joining us for this discussion. Kevin can be found on Twitter and Patreon at Count Pagan. Adam can be found on Twitter and on Linktree at Adman Comics. Both of their books, The Price, as well as Eat My Flesh, Drink My Blood, can be found at dauntlessstories.com. Special thanks to Matt Campbell for composing our music, and Jeff Harmatz for designing our logo. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Creators on Comics podcast. Podcast.